computer. There we go. I'm recording on this computer. Are you recording on this? Excellent. We're ready. Right. Welcome to Hypno Geeks. <laughs> this is um, a little um, recording that I'm going to be doing as and when I feel the need um, to talk about really important things. And, you know, over the past um, year, I've been working with a lot of clients who who are looking to dramatically change how they feel um, dramatically change um, how they are, how they orientate themselves through the world. They want to get rid of negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative behaviors. They want to change their habits. They want to set goals and not just dream about them and think about them. They want to achieve them and they want to kind of get rid of anything that's stopping them from, from doing that. And I have found that part therapy has been absolutely revolutionary for me in my private practice in terms of really dynamically and dramatically helping people change. Um, but not only change, helping people to dramatically change, but resolve those inner conflicts, get rid of the negative inner voice, stop the negative thoughts and the negative beliefs um, that are help, you know, preventing them from stopping smoking, preventing them from reducing their use or stopping using cocaine or reducing their use of alcohol or stopping using sugar as a tool of comfort. Um, and there are across the world right now, huge amounts of therapists discovering the massive benefits of parts therapy and its variations. I've come across it being called ego state therapy. Some people call it submodalities or subpersonalities. Some people call it voice dialogue therapy because you do have a little chat with yourself in your head. I recently studied IEMT where we did parts therapy open eye um, and there's also internal family systems therapy which looks at the parts and says that everybody has a role to play within a therapy within within a within a family and that each of our parts of our personality represent a different family member but whatever name you use I really don't care this is an amazing technique and it really really does help clients solve inner conflicts. I should just mention um, Charlie Tebbits, who I really believe um, was hugely to blame, all his fault that we love this. Um, he was a hypnotherapy uh, trainer, teacher, and a real pioneer um, in the clinical hypnotherapy world. He wrote um, a, an amazing book called Miracles on Demand, which I still have not read because whenever I look to buy it, it's between 200 and 700 pounds. So if anyone can get me a copy, it's cheaper than that. I would love it. But I have kind of looked at paper copies. Um, and he took also the work of um, Paul Fedden, who really saw this as a, a really valuable tool, but really kind of took it into a more person-centered space. Um, and you know what? I, I, I love I love teaching. I love teaching parts therapy as well. Um, and I know that um, 
Rachel, who is from the Hypnotherapy Relaxation Clinic. Rachel's one of our graduates at the Northern College of Clinical Hypnotherapy. And Rachel completely fell in love with parts therapy. And actually, I think is probably uh, more of an expert about on it than me now. <laughs> which is amazing. So I just want to do a quick intro. This is Rachel from the Hypnotherapy Relaxation Clinic and Rachel and Esther, they are business partners, soul sisters, and they are, have been running the Hypnotherapy Relaxation Clinic for an entire year now. Happy birthday, Hypnotherapy Relaxation Clinic. What an amazing success story. Um, and I'm sure parts therapy has been you know, greatly to blame for a lot of your successful, uh, you know, from your positive results that you've been having in your clinic. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rachel. Hello. Yes. So um, <laughs> expert in parts therapy. I wouldn't go as far as that, but a true obsessed lover of parts therapy. Um, I have been reading and fell in love with parts therapy via Roy Hunter. So yeah. he, he was really closely associated with Tebbit and kind of like his student and um, he's perfected it in a way that I really it resonates with me um, and so I enjoyed his book on it and um, yeah have a read I really recommend that one and um, yeah just and that one about- is hypnosis for inner conflict resolution an introduction yes. to parts therapy by Roy Hunter it's on our college recommended reading list as well. It's fab. Oh, it is. It's really fab. And I lost you. It's all right. You're back. There was a little. There was a little frozen moment as we got excited about Roy Hunter's book. Yeah. Or <laughs> go out and buy the book. Or <laughs> so yeah. Um. I mean, I read it and it just really resonated with me, and I could see how. Um mapping out all the kind of aspects of your personality and getting to know them first and foremost not even having to do anything with them or change them or alter them but essentially I think getting to know yourself as a whole and understanding that as an individual you'll have different personalities for different situations and that's okay Mm. that's a common thing for everybody and it makes so much sense Mm. And then for any kind of conflict, you can associate that not to you as a whole. You are not wrong or there's nothing wrong with you, but there is a part of you that's not working in the way that you want it to or behaving Mm. that you want it to. And that for me is so much more relatable and understandable that you're not broken entirely, but you've got parts of you that you um, are, are... working in old habits and old behaviors that aren't serving you anymore and you can you can literally use the other strong parts of your personality the motivators the strong ones the happy ones the positive ones to get those inner conflicts resolved and doing that all within yourself for yourself means that it's so much more successful than um most other types of, of therapy where somebody else is doing the leading and doing the, the thing for you so 
that was and this is really it. what we mean by person-centered isn't it because we're not saying as yeah. a therapist we guide our clients to the solution which I know that you and I both think is a bit of a waste of time really isn't it because you can was it the expression you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink and also you know quite a lot of time what I think as a therapist will be good for that client probably isn't all that good for that client so what we really want to do is we want to actually establish that you know we're not really broken we're not really broken we've just had experiences that have altered our perceptions we've had learning from those experiences that have made us want to react or respond in a different way and actually when we can when we can have new knowledge when we can update those those parts of us that have stored that learning that information we can we can actually find ways to heal ourselves we don't need somebody to fix us we just need to understand and it's kind of an exploratory process isn't it working with clients using this technique so our personality is made up of lots of different parts and all of these parts came into being through experiences that we've had in our lives so there's a five-year-old part and there's a there's a, a part that likes driving and there's a part that's a student and there's a part that loves learning and there's a part that's possibly a little frightened child and there may be a part of us uh, and I, I can see this just playing out on an average day you know when I'm at home with my partner I'm very different to the person who I am when I'm a therapist in my therapy room. I even wear different clothes. Like, there's no way that you're going to see me in my therapy room in my fairy onesie. That's a different kind of dynamic to my personality. And I have those like different hats, if you like, to wear in, in different places. And that's kind of how we see your personality. Your personality is fluid. It changes um, depending on where you are. But our personality parts, if you like, are aspects of the subconscious. And each of the different parts has a job, has a function, has a way of doing things, has a way of being, um, you know, just like we're all, just like when, you know, we're at work, we're a very different person to when we are at home or when we're with friends. All those different parts um we then access those different parts that have come from those different life events and we access them best when people are in trance so i guess it's a bit like when i'm working with people who are smoking um there'll be a part of them that'll say look I want to stop smoking now. I want to kick the football around with my grandkids and I want to be able to climb the mountains when I'm in my retirement and not get out of breath. And I'd like to have better health and more money. But then there's that other part that loves the smoking, that gets loads of pleasure out of it, um, that finds that, you know, when they have a cigarette break from work, they can get outside and avoid their boss and have a few moments of of nice relaxed breathing with a maybe a, a group of friends and having a nice chat so all that that pleasure part is going oh no way I'm not giving up this it's far too good and so that's when we have that kind of inner conflict um right there so what we, we do with parts therapy 
is we call out those parts, a bit like what Rachel was saying. We call out those parts. We maybe then call out the part that's motivating. We call out the part that's determined. We call out the part that can update the part that loves the smoking to the fact that actually it's not very, it's not really very pleasurable. Like when you really think about it, you're inhaling smoke. Yeah, we're meant to cough when we inhale smoke. It's not a good idea. <laughs> the only thing that's really good for you to inhale is fresh air. <laughs> um, and actually, it's not a very pleasurable experience. It's just we've attached all these ideas and parts have developed that think it is, but it isn't really. So we can update information or we can compromise with the parts. I think the beauty of this is that we can sometimes also find a place of acceptance of the different parts that have been created and we can love those parts more. Um, but it's about compromising, acceptance, enlightening, negotiating um, so that you can get to a place place of, of resolution and have transformation that's deeper. That's not just going to last a few weeks or a few days. This is transformation of a deeper kind that um, changes the parts of who you are. So then it becomes easier and natural for you to make those right decisions. Who is it, Rachel, that you find this works best with? Um, I'd say anybody with a part of them that they're not happy with. So if somebody comes in with any kind of inner conflict, you know, a voice that's saying, I really, really want to make changes. So that's their motivating part. But I'm stuck behaving in a way that I don't like behaving. So like they don't go to the, do the activity that they want to do or something like that. So that you've got, for example, a part of you that is behaving in a way that you are not happy with and we get to know that part and I think the main thing we get from it as well is that you can forgive that part because it was just acting in a way that felt that it was best for you it's unaware because it's your subconscious of like reason it's unaware of all these different things it is literally just behaving because at the end of it they get a good feeling out of it and we take it right back and we say, we know you think you're doing a really good job and you have been, but there are better ways of making so-and-so feel happy. Um, and, and you get your motivating part to have that. It's a debate. It's a lush. It's yeah. interesting to witness, isn't it? I mean, you have that debate. You see your client having that debate themselves. And so it works for anybody who has a small part of themselves that is behaving in a way that they aren't happy with and that mm -hmm. could be for anything Amanda it could be any kind of scenario couldn't it and I mean it could be that that part of you is kind of overriding all the other parts as well and you yeah. only hear motivational voice is quite a small one as well and it's about getting that part that is behaving in the way you don't want it to out of the, the main driver's seat and get it doing new jobs, get it working together with other parts in a better job role in a better way. Um, so yeah, 
anyone is the answer. <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's one of my favourite go-to uh, techniques. It really is. I, I should really just share my own experience of having parts therapy as well, because um, I, I've had quite a few sessions of parts therapy and it's been absolutely transformational in my life. I'm, 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 I was, I was a workaholic um, and I busied myself every single day. I think because underlying that was a, a, a bit of anxiety and underlying that was a bit of a lack of self-love and self-value and self-worth. Um, and so to make myself feel better, I worked very, very, very hard. And I would start early in the morning and I would work right through the day till very late at night. I didn't have very much of a social life. It was all work and no play. It makes Amanda Joy a very dull girl. Um, <laughs> I learned, because I come from a very big family, I have like four brothers and we had foster kids as well. So you can imagine like my mum trying to get us all up and washed and dressed and out the door. Whenever we were able to achieve something for ourselves, um, like you can tie your own shoelaces, you can get your, you can do your teeth by yourself. Well done, you've done your teeth and washed your hands and face and your neck and behind your ears and you've put your shoes on. Well done. So whenever we <laughs> are able to do things for ourselves we were given a lot of praise whenever we achieved something at school at Sunday school at cycling proficiency whatever it is what we're doing swimming ballet my mum had us doing all sorts of stuff um whenever we achieved something we got praise so there was a little story a little part of me that believed that to get love to be loved I must work very, very hard. And it was actually that little part of me that believed that I must work really hard was quite useful, you know, in some ways. So it was rewarding in some ways, but it was exhausting in other ways. And my body started creating things, illnesses um, to, to slow me down and, and to make me stop because I was it was it was unhealthy it was not a balanced thing so I had this old knowledge from childhood um we, we can we sort of call that old knowledge like um a schema and it's very much a part of our implicit memory which we used to think um was fixed uh, that implicit memory is fixed it's not now we know now that that implicit memory can actually be updated we know we can change those schemas but we need something familiar for our mind to understand and what's more familiar to us than little people a person um you know we understand that people are complex we understand that people have experienced lots of different things and that makes them in lots of different ways so what we do is when we're working with parts we can we can imagine seeing that part we can imagine talking with that part we can speak with that part um and it, it feels familiar to our mind it feels familiar to our brain we can understand like that there's a little part of us. And I think that familiarity makes it a really accessible tool for, for clients, you know, clients understand. And it's quite nice as well to know that, that it's not all of me that's like not good and not well and not thinking right. And, you know, I don't want to use the word broken, but it can feel broken. Um, it's just a little part of me 
that's maintaining and it kind of like okay that that enables me to like take a little step back from that and I need to beat myself up because I've beat, beaten myself up for years to work hard I can just say Do you know there's a part of me that just needed love it needed unconditional love um and I you know managed to find that and and connect with that part and understand what it needed and it, it created huge dynamic dramatic changes in my life and still is you know creating new and wonderful dramatic changes in my life just having that understanding what's your experience of parts been like um again uh not one particular thing I started off with wanting to get to know all my different parts so I, I use parts therapy personally to sort of map out all the different things, all the different things that make up me so that I can know myself better and I can be so much more aware of when I'm in a certain situation, what part of me is kind of in control at that time and then my behaviours accordingly and I can use it to my advantage so that in situations that I'm not comfortable I can switch up the path that is going into the situation and I can increase my confidence I love it yeah it can do so many fun things so um yeah I, I, I love to map out me and what makes up me and all my behaviors and then for clients on a one-to-one basis they'll initially come in with an issue and then we'll go directly to the part that has the behavior that they don't want. Um, but essentially for future sessions, what you can do is you can just speak to all parts, all the positive ones, all the younger versions and all the fun ones and just get to know yourself better and it'll help improve your self-love, boundless. I think knowing what you need even if what you need is to dance around the living room to some bad 90s trancy dance music, guilty. Or or if what you need is a hug, or if what you need is to rest, um, you know, being able to really tune in and listen to your whole self as well as the parts of yourself and go, do you know what? I need a bit of this. Um, it's actually really, really wonderful to be able to do because so many of us don't know how to to understand what our needs are. And people say, oh, self-love, self-love and love or value yourself. How? You know, yeah. I remember I spoke with one. It was a, a single mum and she said, I've started doing a bit more self-care and self-love. And I was like, oh, tell me what that is then. And she was like, well, I've got the baby just outside the shower door and I've got one foot on the baby rocker rocking the baby while I'm in the shower and I spend a few more minutes in the shower than I would normally but I just do some deep breathing and I thought oh. <laughs> maybe that's all you've got time for I get it but that's not really self-love <laughs> people don't know what self-love is people don't know how and it doesn't it doesn't have to come in the form of meditation or massage or spending time doing mindful activities in the shower it can just be seeing a mate for a cuppa getting out into some fresh air you know connecting with the countryside but if you can listen to the part that needs 
you know, well, whatever it needs and actually understand what the needs are. Wow. That's a really, really beneficial tool for clients. And, and those sort of parts that were behaving in a way that you didn't want them to, you can spend time with them and you come up with a new sort of role or a new contract for behaving with them and they are happy with the result as well. They are, you know, it's you debating with yourself, using mm-hmm. really motivating and encouraging parts of you to say, come on, let's get this really feeling better let's work together let's come up with a new job role so ultimately they want to protect you but they're protecting you in a way that's you know behaving not good for you you still say to them okay I want you to still protect me you're going to still have that role yeah let's do it in a different way and you come up with the solution um for that part personally and it's it's wonderful it's like it makes you feel like you're actually working through and making changes as well. So it's, it's really nice, really lovely. Amazing. I think my experience is that I just all of a sudden found I was doing a lot less and I was setting myself more realistic, like timings for working. I'm going to do six hours on this day, this day and this day, and that's it. I'm going to have this day for time out where I'm going to have this day just for fun (laughs) and just actually mapping out my days. Um, So, you know, I was prioritizing rest, relaxation and fun um, over, over, over work, which was as well, because it's like, it's intrinsically built within you. You kind of automatically, have those days off so Mm. if you decide in hypnosis Sundays are your day for fun yeah just Sunday fun day (laughs) yeah you just automatically end up it's a Sunday and your body is planned something fun for you to do and and it it really sets your intentions but they're deep-rooted aren't they and they're, they're actually become automatic so it's great love it Little hypno geeks uh, session there, uh, just talking about parts therapy. Massive thank you to Rachel from the Hypnotherapy Realization Clinic. And massive congratulations for your first official business birthday. Um, send my love to Esther too. Um, and if you want to work with Esther or Rachel, you can just get uh, jump on Google and find the Hypnotherapy Relaxation Clinic. Um, Rachel will uh, map out your parts with you and <laughs> she'll support you um, to negotiate <laughs> with the parts that are maybe holding you in negative thoughts, feelings or behaviour. And if you want to learn about parts therapy, of course, we teach parts therapy um, on our diploma training at the Northern College of Clinical Hypnotherapy because it's a really amazing tool. So we do just give you a little introduction to it and then encourage you to uh, to find Roy Hunter as well because his training is amazing. Some of my some of our students have just finished doing some Roy Hunter training, and I think I'm going I'm going to see a wave of transformation walking in through our our college doors this weekend. Coming, it's a very very. Um, did you see any of his recent? No, he was doing <laughs> some doing some training at just recently. Amazing. Where is he? he's back he's back his wife's been really poorly so I think he's had 
stuff going on. We're all humans, aren't we? So he's been, he's had a little bit of time off, but he's back doing training. Um, really get his book. If you can jump on any of his training, fantastic. Um, and come and learn a little bit about parts therapy at the Northern College. Get a diploma if you fancy it, if it's for you, if you want to help people. <laughs> Do it. You won't regret it. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Rachel. I know you're super busy today and it's just lovely to talk to you as ever. And yeah. uh, see you soon. See you at the party. See you at the party. <laughs> Bye, Bye. Bye.